It doesn't matter if you have a little bit of pain or a lot of pain. Pain is pain. Hurt is hurt. It's not useful to compare ourselves to others or their experience. If you're hurting, you're hurting, you know, and it just deserves to be validated. You know, responsible for your pain in the early years, you are responsible for the pain that you perpetuate. And so it's really trying to get my power back and know that it's all within me and that I heal myself. The more I heal the inner child, the more I release those emotions and dense energies that were no longer serving me, the more I, you know, stood in my power as a, as a woman. Hello, beautiful souls who are on their healing journey. This is Mel Rimsha. We're here to speak our truth through radical vulnerability. We look forward to sharing the most profound insights we have picked up along the way and provide you the tools in living your most abundant and joyful life. We're so excited you're joining us on our journey. I want to start talking about the one of the biggest lessons that I learned as I was going through my healing process, which was about validation and self-validation. So how it started was I um, had done a plant medicine ceremony with a trained facilitator in a safe space with a group of other people there to do their healing work. And it was really interesting. So, um, you know, the medicine had kicked in and I just started to fill. Um, I didn't see anything. It was just feeling, oh, like it's like mommy wounds started to come up. There was a lady across the room who just looked at me and she tilted her head and did like this, like, come here, like beckoning, come here. (laughs) Yeah. Come here, child. Mm -hmm. And I just went over there. And again, I didn't know anyone. I don't know anyone's story. They don't know mine. And I like laid on her lap. I don't know how it came up, but I started to share, you know, you know, I had a really good life. I had a really good, you know, upbringing and, and they're like, and she's like, yeah, you did. Didn't you? Yeah. You tell this story a lot, huh? You really believe that. And it was so fascinating because she said it in kind of this, like this tone, this sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, and I could sense that. And I'm like, no, I did. You know, I did have, and I was like defending yeah. this story. And she then came back again with the response of, yeah, you really believe that, don't you? Yeah, you 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 tell that a lot. That would trigger me so, it was, so bad. <laughs> well, it's fascinating though, because I realized when things were about to get really heavy for me, I actually prefer to have like, like I, I need to like break it up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. let's joke about this, make a joke, like ease into like, oh, and it's just interesting. It, so it was perfect. And it was like, she knew somehow the energy of this, mm-hmm. it's like she knew how to use the perfect tone, the perfect response to like, I don't know, open me up. Cause that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And so the second time when I tried to def- defend my story, I stopped and it was like, oh, And then all of a sudden I felt it. Oh my gosh, I didn't. Oh my gosh. I have told myself this story for so long because I really wanted to believe that I had this great life and I was just happy and everything was great. And it's just interesting because part of that is true. Mm -hmm. Part of that, yeah, I did have a great life in so many ways. And I don't even use the word but anymore. Mm -hmm. It's because it's not one or the other. It's and. Yeah, I did in a lot of ways. And also there was a lot of hurt and pain and feeling maybe disconnected from my mother, not feeling like we had a great relationship. And, you know, my bar for saying I had a great life is because I wasn't sexually abused or physically abused. Mm. And so that was my bar because a lot of people in my life I had known 
have experienced that. And I was just like, oh, I just can't imagine. Um, that sounds really hard to have to deal with that and process that. And, but in the process, I had been invalidating my own experiences that were very hard. And a lot of it, yeah, I didn't have physical and emotional that I had to work through. Thank goodness for me. I didn't have to do that. I got lucky and fortunate. Um, however, there was a lot of emotional that emotional hurt and pain that needed to be looked at and that I felt on a deep level, not feeling good enough, feeling like I had to be a per perfectionist, um, feeling like <clears throat> I wasn't loved unless I was perfect. And, you know, just all these, I don't know, just all these things that were really hard. Yeah. So that's when I first opened up to realizing like, oh, it's time for me to start doing my work and look at this. But I just, I learned the art of validation and self-validation. Mm -hmm. And what I learned from that was it doesn't matter if you have a little bit of pain or a lot of pain, like for people that will say that, like pain is pain, hurt yeah. is hurt. And it feels the same, you know, it, it's deep, it's pain, it's painful to feel, to experience. And so it's, it's not useful to compare ourselves to others or their experience. Um, if you're depressed, you're depressed. I don't feel like there's like a number scale. Like, well, I'm a, if you're hurting, you're hurting, you know, and it just deserves to be validated. And let's say 50% of my life was really great and really good, but 50% of it was painful and hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's validate that 50% that was painful. And if someone else is like, well, you know what? I feel like my life was 90% was really good and only 10% wasn't good. So, you know, I can't compare myself because, oh, Melinda's life was worse or hard, mm -hmm. you know, like a tougher, it, it doesn't matter. You deserve to validate that 10% that you were hurting mm -hmm. with a period at the end, not a but, not an or, just, yeah, this really hurt. It really hurt when my mom didn't spend time with me and we didn't connect and you know, whatever it is. So I think that was just a value, a very valuable lesson. What do you, what do you do with that? What do you do with this lesson when you kind of like see the whole picture of, yeah, there were, you know, beautiful parts. And then there was a lot of ugly parts of my life. And now this is all laid out in front of me. What do you, what do you do with this? Where, how do you heal those aspects of yourself? And what does, you know, yes, you validate like, yep, that happened. Then what? What is the next step? You know, that's a great question. So that's where I learned where I'm, I've got to start feeling my emotions and feelings. And really, up until that point, thirty-eight years of my life, I had, I was so afraid to feel. The only thing I was comfortable feeling was like happiness and joy, mm -hmm. and I was not comfortable feeling anger, sadness, and really because I I saw anger in an unhealthy way from my mom, and then the sadness. I didn't really see. A, like a sadness for my parents. So I wasn't, I wasn't shown that. I didn't see that example. I didn't feel it. Um, so I was only happy in happiness. So anything else I stuffed it. Mm -hmm. So I had stuffed all other emotions besides kind of toxic positivity, which is not healthy. <clears throat> it's good to get to that point. However, you've got to feel the feelings first. Otherwise you're just stuffing them. So I had a lot of work to do for several years after I, you know, started, opening up to my healing work, it was a lot of feeling and it hurt deeply because I wasn't used to it. I, I like this example of, I felt like I was an egg with like this egg shell 
and inside the egg, like, so I was a shell. So if something came to hit it and negative thing or whatever, I would just like repel it. Ding, ding, ding. It just would flick it off, you know? But as soon as I first, then I, when I opened up, it was like a raw egg that cracked open. So if just the tiniest thing was floating by and hit that raw egg, it stung, it hurt. So once I started opening up my heart and that's what I realized, I had closed off my heart my whole life to protect myself. I feel like in my home where I was raised, it wasn't safe to be a highly sensitive person. I had to, I just felt like there was no space for me. So what I do with it now to answer your question is allow myself to fill And the truth is, is that was hard to do for a while because I wasn't used to it. It really did hurt and sting and just allow myself to feel and cry and be like, yeah, you have pain there. Quit stuffing it. You don't just have to be happy all the time. But there was so many layers that came up from that because I was so used to being the happy girl. Everyone knew me as that. And it's, and I felt that's why I was lovable. Mm -hmm. So it was, oh my gosh, am I still going to be loved if I fall apart? I haven't tested this before. This is scary. I can't show my husband that I fall apart. He married me because I'm a strong, happy woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. What if I lose him? Because he's like, oh, I can't handle this. And it's crazy because he's the most loving person and he's only proved to me that he loves me and has shown that. But it's like this deep, it's like I'm not in my head. It's like this deep just fear of, I don't know if I even want to test this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just a lot of feeling emotions as they come up and realizing like, Mel, you you can sit with this, just feel it, cry. Like just allowing myself to cry and feel my feelings. If I was angry, yell into the pillow, go on a car ride, yell, get it out. Like it's okay to have these emotions. You've got to get them out of your body. You got a lot of stuffed emotions in there. And I think what I also witnessed with both of us uh, that we both kind of bonded over was that now that you face it, you validate the pain and then you process the pain or whatever other emotions, dense emotions that come with it, it's also realizing it's not a blame. It's not about others. They were doing the best that they can at that time period. Um, It's realizing that we're kind of like Russian dolls with like, okay, this is you know, our age now, and then there's the teenage part of me, and then the the child, and all those stages of my life. The incredible thing is they never go away. So when those pain comes come from within, even to this day, it feel it I am fully aware, and I think we're both fully aware that it's the inner child wound. And when that happens, Mm -hmm. the best way to validate and show up for it is to actually mother that child. So that has been so empowering me to know that I don't have to go out there and, you know, heal those aspects of myself through other people, through another fatherly figure or another motherly figure. And and that mm-hmm. those people do play that that role and they come into our lives as angels. Um, but it was so empowering to know that when that inner child screams and cries and has fears that show up through my vessel I know how to mother it I know how to nurture it and show up for it not shut it off like oh I don't want to feel this way and when when every time we say that to ourselves and we dismiss those emotions we are not only dismissing the the spectrum of a spectrum of our lives that we're meant to experience which is all of it and we're also dismissing that child like no go away 
don't like you here. Yeah. Don't like you here. Go away because I just want to feel happy and and bypassing um, all those stages of our life. So with validation is there is this actual tangible work that we can do, which is showing up for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. And it's true. Like when you start like doing your work, you realize that you don't, even though like I have these mommy wounds and different things that it keeps coming back to, like, I don't need her to actually, and I thought I did for a while. I thought, gosh, I just want to have this great relationship. I want this. And I want her to say this. And, and then I'd be disappointed when she wouldn't, wouldn't do these things or respond in these Mm -hmm. certain ways. And it's like, I can't expect that for someone that that's living their own life, that has their own traumas, their own healing they need to do. And just because I'm doing my healing work, it doesn't mean that it's going to line up where she's at, that she's gets it yet, you know, or has done the same work. And anyways, and realizing like, you don't need to. And in fact, even if I'm expecting that, that's where I'm outsourcing my power and giving it away. And I'm like, then you're always dependent on someone else. And then as soon as you do that, you're in the victim state and Mm -hmm. mentality. And I don't like that energy. I don't want to be there. So you always can keep your power and know, okay, mommy wounds are coming up. I don't need to have a conversation with my mom or an argument or anything. I work through all of this on my own Mm -hmm. and it is just mothering my inner child because the truth is my brain works differently. My heart, like I'm so individual. We all are that even though she's my own mother, she doesn't know exactly what I'm feeling. She doesn't know what words I need to hear. Like everyone's love languages are different, how we give and receive love. So we just, even with family, we can't expect just because we're close to them and assume they're supposed to know what to say or do. And so it's us. And it's just us having me to sit with my little girl and just, hell, I see you, you know, and help her feel safe. Like you're safe with me. And like, I see you. And, and honestly, I had to apologize a lot to that little girl. Like I had to cry and like, she didn't even want my adult self to be there. She's like, are you kidding me? I've lost trust from you so long ago. You've been so hard on me you've neglected me, you've rejected me. Like that's what it came down to. I keep wanting to blame it like, oh, on my mom or these different things. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I abandoned Mm, me. Yeah, That's really what it is. Like I Mm -hmm. abandoned me by not speaking my truth, saying what I needed, standing up for myself. I chose to shut up as a little girl. And then as adult, I follow follow the same pattern. Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't speak my truth as a child. I didn't know how to. And as an adult, I've never practiced that as a child. So it's like, I don't know how to do it as an adult and I keep blaming it on the past. And it's like, I'm an adult. There's no, I can speak my truth. I'm not in a cage. And so it's really trying to get my power back and know that it's all within me and that I heal myself. And it feels really good to know (laughs) I can do that. And there's these processes to like sit with Mm ourselves and hold ourselves and look in the mirror and start to love ourselves again. So. Yeah. And. What I am realizing through this is that, you know, you can't control what happens to you as a child. You need to be nurtured and loved and need this, the tribe to support you in raising you. But while you're not, in, you know, responsible for your pain in the early years, you are responsible for the pain that you perpetuate. Yeah. And the things that we have gone through oftentimes become so comfortable in that pain in that discomfort that we keep perpetuating it. We keep bringing it back in my life. That has been like my own cycle. Um, You know, even asking for gentleness, asking for support is so new for me. And, you know, I also want to add like, yes, you can, you know, you can empowering yourself is probably the best tool you can have and showing up for yourself and standing in your truth. But also one of the key thing is to ask for the help. 
right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. like that's why we have we do women's circles. We hold those spaces for people to feel safe and utilize our energies to do their healing work, right? And you know, for me, what was helpful was when things would come up, and I would go to my partner and I would ask him, like, I have this like really deep wound coming up. Could you give me the fatherly love that I need right now? You know, and it's something I've never done before. And it feels really, really good. And recently, you know, I met a couple that I feel they were like my mother and fatherly figure when I needed it most. And they showed up for me in the way that I couldn't necessarily ask my own birth givers. And that was such a revolutionary thing for me to like know that I can seek out for the help too you know we're all just walking each other home ultimately all we have to do is speak our truth and ask for what we're needing and I think this this can go into what are some tangible tools to validate ourselves and what to do with that validation right like recently it was a few months ago I was mowing my lawn and I just I'm just so connected to the moon cycle like it was full moon. I'm mowing the lawn and all of a sudden I start feeling this like anger coming up. And I'm like, what the heck? Where is this coming from? <laughs> and I sat with it. I had the time to sit with it. So I went into my room and I sat with it and I tried to journal. I tried to dance and move. And the more I moved, the more the anger just started coming through me. And the more the anger came, eventually it just erupted and shattered. And underneath it, it was just this deep grief. And the universe works in such a mysterious way because that very moment, my sister sent me my baby photo. I was still in this like raging bitch mode (laughs) by myself, lost why I'm feeling it this way. And when she sent me that photo, that volcano just completely erupted and melted because I saw her face. You know, my sister sent me my photo, my baby photo, and I saw her and I just... Kind of like what you were saying, you you know, you said sorry, you apologized to that little self. So I just held that phone to my heart mm. and I just said all the things that I knew this little girl needed to hear, including like, I am so proud of you. You were so brave. You were so courageous. You did the best that you could. Yeah. It's okay that you hid your feelings. Like all yeah. the things you needed to hear. It's a great tangible tool to use. Like it was as simple as having my, and I kept that background on my phone for a long time. So every mm. time I... Um, I felt those feelings come up. I knew she was the one communicating through me because I was actually receptive to hearing her. And what you feel is a process of releasing. So as more as I faced it, the more I felt it, the more I released it as well, you know, because she's still here. She's still, and you know, she's turned into this playful thing now, you know? So it is really, really cool to see her own, um, evolution of this child who was this like deeply lost and in the dark for a very very long time and because of the nurturance I provided in this this quantum world right like I'm no longer a smaller girl she's not outside of me she's within me mm-hmm. you know doing this quantum level of work has I mean shifted my own life and my own world around me and my own relationships in such a way that I I, I mean, I could have never, ever imagined. Mm. So it's a great tangible tool to like talk to her and yeah. and you can like feel your feelings facing her, you know, yeah. and mirror work is also another great tool. So you can mm-hmm. sit in front of a mirror. Yeah. So once my inner child like calmed down and she was feeling good and I could feel within me, the emotion was ch- shifting to playfulness. Then I was just dancing and I was doing sensual dancing. I was stepping into my womanhood. Like the more I heal the inner child, the more I release those you know, emotions and dense, dense energies that were no longer serving me, the more I, you know, stood in my power as a, as a woman. 
yeah. you know, and it made, felt so confident in my being because I was almost like being initiated as I was uh, serving my own self as a mother, mm-hmm. which was really, really cool. So what were some tools for you that you have used when things like that come up? Yeah, I love this. And I love when talking about tools because these are things that, you know, our beautiful souls <laughs> that are listening right now can practice some of these and see if they work for you. That's what I love is we can offer things that have worked for us that we've practiced that we've we spent a lot of time researching. Mm-hmm. I listen, I pump my brain with audiobooks like <laughs> yeah. so much. And I've learned all this great information, which is another reason I've wanted to do this podcast is to share all this information, like the gold, my favorites from this. So yeah, this validation is just a big one and super valuable. So often we're just so comfortable and used to like being there for others and we invalidate ourselves and we just put everything into trying to be the best for our kids, our Mm -hmm. spouse, our partners, our friends. And we just want to give. And that's what I love about humans is it's like, we just want to give so much, Mm -hmm. but we, we really miss the boat and that we really need to fill our bucket first. So some of the tools that have been helpful for me, one of these practices that I love is, um, mama Gina, it's her name. So I got to give her Mm -hmm. some credit. Mm -hmm. So she does this process called swamping. And so when you start to feel feelings and emotions come up, Um, Let's say you have anger that's starting to rise in you. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's you have work later in the day and you're like, gosh, I just don't have time to feel this. Because that's when these feelings and emotions comes up, usually they're it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient, yeah. And it's often inconvenient because we keep ourselves so busy. Mm -hmm. There's no time to conveniently have feelings come up. It's like, I've got to go to work. And when I get home, I make dinner and I have my kids and I have all these things. So this is kind of life. So it's really trying to work with these processes in the busy life that we live in until mm-hmm. hopefully we can slow down and figure out maybe a slower yeah. way, get out of the hustle culture, which is a, another one of our topics <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. So what you do is put together a playlist, start with a few like songs that bring up anger within mm-hmm. in you. Um, yeah, some anger songs. And then maybe it's just one or two. And then do some grief songs because mm-hmm. underneath anger is usually grief and sadness. So when you can break through the anger, then you can break down to what you're really feeling is just sadness, hurt, you know? And a lot for women, actually, it's usually a lot of grief and underneath that grief is anger, what I've noticed. But mm. for men, it's like a lot of, they have a lot of natural anger and underneath that anger is grief. Mm. But for women, it's actually the opposite. There's a lot of grief and underneath that grief is mm. a lot of anger, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't might, that interesting? I might be a little bit backwards, though, because I feel like I, and maybe that's because I saw that in my mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just seems like it was mostly anger. I actually don't remember seeing her sadness hardly ever. I don't know yeah. if she hid that from us. Very masculine. So, and yeah, and I've been running masculine my whole mm-hmm. life and I'm just tapping into the feminine of trust and surrender and and it's really beautiful and it's been a process. So, but yeah, whichever way it works best for you, lay it out that way. And mm-hmm. really there's sometimes where I do, I just go straight to the sadness. I don't need the anger song. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you need, just put together whatever you're feeling, put some music to it because music really helps pull it out. Mm-hmm. Or if you're having a hard time really tapping into it, just get some songs that, you know, has powerful words or music mm-hmm. or whatever. And then after that, you do a couple, um, Songs that like turn you on and light you up. So it's this beautiful process of being able to like feel those emotions and to move through them, but you you don't stay stuck in them rather than just like, oh, I'm going to go vent to a friend. You vent or you have all this anger come up and they're like, oh, I got to go to work. Like it's not really the best place to have, have that energy with you and then mm-hmm. take it to the next place and then spread it all over everybody else that doesn't need all of that. Mm-hmm. So this is really like one of the most beautiful processes I had ever heard that's very effective and it works. 
So you feel the feelings, you dance, move your body. Don't just sit there like you've been sitting there and it's just all bogging down. Mm -hmm. You need to move your body. It doesn't matter if you like to dance or not. It's just yell into a pillow, punch a pillow, cry, move, dance, whatever. So move through those emotions, but always come back to yourself, to your turn on, to your joy. So always turn on some of your favorite songs, playful, fun, move, put your hands on your Mm -hmm. heart, come back to you, get out of your head, Mm -hmm. come back to like, I'm okay. If you need to go outside and ground, touch the Mm -hmm. grass, whatever grounding techniques that you have. Um, So that's one to help just validate whatever feelings and emotions come up. They come up for a reason. And, you know, people that say, oh, you're too sensitive or you're too this. It's like, that's not really a thing. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm feeling sensitive, I'm feeling sensitive. Like don't shame my feelings. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask my feelings. Hey, can someone bring down sensitivity where I'm sad and feel insecure (laughs) and want to cry? Like it's not a thing. And so it's like, we just need to start owning these feelings and emotions that our body is always talking to us and Mm -hmm. communicating with us. But we've gotten so used to being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that we're, we're just used to being uncomfortable. We're used to like living just a mediocre life. And that's kind of just how we've been raised and taught and shown because we're always evolving. I can't blame my parents for it. This wasn't a thing. This Mm -hmm. hasn't been studied then. People hadn't practiced tools to break through yet. So it's like, yeah, my pain was real. So I have to validate that. Also, I can go back and, you know, give love to my mom of like, yeah, she did do the best that she could. And I'm really proud of her for breaking these really hard cycles that I didn't have to go through, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm really fortunate for that. And my pain is real and it's valid. 100%. And to dive deeper into this, this was something in the beginning of my journey where I asked myself, why does this even matter? In the present moment, I am an adult. I'm no longer in the past. I have this life. Why am I, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to go back in time? Why do I need to feel these things? You know, it's easy to, honestly, it is easier to stay numb. It is easier. But Mm -hmm. what I discovered, and this can be, you know, perhaps just my truth, or maybe it is a universal truth, is that um, your body holds all truth, all emotions. And it is just like everything that goes in must come out. Emotions are one of those things as well. They must be released, even the good ones. You know, that's why people are out there creating beautiful things because they have so much beauty that is encoded within them or they alchemize their, their dense energies into something beautiful. But for me, what was important was that I was realizing that all this gunk that is stored in my body is affecting my external world. Like I literally could not push to my, make my life the best that I wanted to or be the best version of myself because I was literally being held back by this this heavy weight that I've been carrying. So you want to be liberated and free? Like the journey is tough, but it's so worth it. And it is a daily, it's a tool, right? Like it's a daily continuous thing that you, you have to do and which is one, honoring yourself. And then when things come up, you don't let them control you. So if you're busy, you can, you know, put them aside for, for a moment, but you, it is your responsibility to realize what came to you and then honor those emotions and release them with love. And there's thousands of other ways to make that happen. But for me, why I realized, oh my gosh, I definitely, I need to do this is because if I want my external world to matter, to become better, um, to what I envisioned, and attract people that are good for me, safe for me, I need to create that safety for myself first. I need to release all this. Like, I mean, we live in an energetic hologram. Like 
whatever energetic encoding that you have, that's what you're going to attract. And I was around very, very unsafe people, bullies, people who didn't dream. They were, you know, it was a dog eat dog world for such a long time um, and, and a victim mentality. And I had to look within and see what parts of myself is this, is my current world reflecting, you know, it's just a hard, hard, hard truth. Yeah. But with recognizing that inner mirror, I got to see, okay, how can I heal this part of me? And that meant slowly but surely releasing it. And as I did, I created space in my being, mm. space in my being to welcome what I wanted. And that has allowed me to manifest all of this and so much more, including my current partner. You know, so you don't need to go out there, change things externally. Actually, it has to start here. Yeah. And then things will just fall in place on its own. That's why this matters so much. It starts yeah. with looking at it. Yeah. It starts with looking at the truth as a whole, not just my life. No, my life has been good. No, there were parts of it that were really, really, really shitty and painful yeah. that have dictated the, just my entire life to this point where I keep falling into the same patterns. You look at it, you validate yourself and validation requires love and being witnessed, you know, either by your friends or your partner or your other loved ones, like being witnessed in your pain. Mm -hmm. And then the process of releasing starts. And one of the tools like she shared and Mama Gina, I love, I, I'm glad you brought it her up because I remember one, one, one of them, she was talking about uh, the, those days when she feels like this, all this anger that comes up. Anger is my primarily one emotion that comes up a lot. Um, and she would, she took like a marker and put like raging bitch on her forehead. <laughs> and she just like was in the household and she's like, I'm just going to be a wild feral being. And she just started going around people and going, <laughs> it's so funny but it was she said it was so empowering because she had to accept herself as that first yeah because we're always evolving and changing mm -hmm. and the, we have such you you do not have to be who you were a minute ago you have the permission slip to be whoever you want to be at, at the very moment that you are yeah you know it does you don't just and people will you know say like well, you've changed a lot. Well, no shit, Sherlock. You were meant to. Yeah. And good that I have. And today I choose yes. to be a raging bitch. Yeah. And if I don't honor this aspect of me and own it and be it and, and embody it, I, I will hurt other people outside of me. Yeah. So when you embody it, you honor it, then you no longer affect the people around you because that's the goal. The goal is to always come from a place of love, yet not without bypassing all the other shitty emotions that are underneath yeah. it all. Well, and I love it. And it's this whole thing of like, you know, integration. That's what it's all about. Integrating the adult self with the child self, which yeah. is a lot of healing work and you do it all yourself, but integrating like even the inside to the outside, you know, like I like this point you made where it's like, where mama Gina was like, she was just owning, that's how she felt on the inside. But so often we kind of disconnect to put mm -hmm. on a different face. Like it's like, Oh, disconnect. And then you're going to the store and you're like, someone asked how you're doing. You're like, oh, I, I'm fine. And like, but you're not really fine. Or like, we just say these things that like mm -hmm. these little lies all the time. It's not true. Like, why can't we just be honest with people and say, you know what? I'm having a really rough day. I'm having a rough day. Yeah. You know, like that's honest and it's true. It's like, why? We're like, I don't know if we're just so afraid of being vulnerable or like real with people, but it's so refreshing when people do. And in mm -hmm. fact, I've gotten so much closer to people. And then it gave me permission of like, oh, I'm so, like, then I feel like I can say that and do that. So it takes us being able to do this work and being able to just own who we are and all the emotions and not shaming them. It's like some days are rough, you know, 
-hmm. Some days we're like our magnificent best self and we're at a 10 and some days we're at a two and that's just how it's going to be. And just being able to be real with people and open and share that and like be honest with each other and authentic. Like, oh, that sounds really nice. (laughs) Not have to have to hide that like my anger or sadness, like I'm just sad or I'm just angry. I'm like, I'm just gotta go cry. And then will you hold me while I cry or Mm -hmm. you want to cry with me? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. I want to diverge a little bit. It might, may not be relevant, but if we have like viewers from England or anywhere in Europe, to be honest, uh, please verify this because when I was living there, I would ask people like, oh, how are you doing? Because it's so common for people in the US, just, we just, everything is so um, n- not not authentic where you'll say, oh, how are you doing? And people just respond with fine, whatever. And there's not a genuine response back or people genuinely asking. But in England, every time I ask somebody, how are you? They will tell me how are, were they. Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out so much <laughs> at the first time. I was like, this guy is just telling me his life story because he's having a really bad day. I'm like, whoa, he, he took it to heart. Yeah. And so I experimented with it. And I kept asking people, you know, how are you doing? How's today? And, and like, there was so much honesty to the point of discomfort where... <laughs> And, you know, and then you come back. It was super funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like at a bus station, this guy next to me. And, you know, in in the US, you you just look at people and say, what's up? But there's no meaning behind what's up. And I said that. And the person actually responded back to me. What was up with his life? It just, (laughs) I was so confused. But I, well, when I got, but I got used to that authentic Mm -hmm. uh, conversation with strangers. Like I made so many friends just like that without even trying when I was just being my own good old American self, you know, and they would, when I got back here, it was like, oh, it's so shallow. But yeah, sorry, I I diverged a little bit, but it goes back to, you know, the honesty of part of the, part of validation, self-validation and also validating others is that, that raw authentic um dialogue that we have with each other on a daily basis mm-hmm. i love this and then you know what i don't think that was off topic that was perfect um and these are things is another another tool that you just gave us so mm-hmm. thank you to be mindful of be mindful of like you know let's just start being honest like yeah. we're, we're really changing things now like these are amazing things to start shifting like how we're living and like Notice how you feel when you do it. Like, oh gosh, that was actually refreshing to hear someone talk like that. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, let me get out of my own fear of being real with people. Like practice, like ease into it if you need to, but like realize like this is how we're going to change the world by one person at a time. And like letting our kids see like, oh wow, that was cool. Like asking them real questions, responding with real questions, start Mm -hmm. with the safety of your family and your friends with these things. And then practice them out there with other people until we just, it ripples, this ripple effect Mm -hmm. is really a big one you know and yeah i love it i love it so i yeah. think that kind of wraps up the yeah. this topic this is really important for both of us and one of the biggest lessons in our in our journey life journey really yeah um so you know what parts of yourself like you know i would love to pose a question of mm-hmm. you know what parts of yourself you're not validating and perhaps you share it with us you know um and allow us as a community to be a witness to the parts of yourself that we're not seeing Yeah. And we really just want to build like a tribe and a safe place here. These beautiful souls that are here with us. We just really want to be as personable as possible and be able to connect. We want people to chat with us, ask questions, um, share. I, we want to hear like what, like you're proud of things you're working on, share your exciting things, you know, that you're doing. 
share how you opened up and how you felt about it. And we just want to be a part. We want to be a part of your life. We want you to be part of ours Mm -hmm. and just share together and just try to make a difference in this, in this world. That's what we're here for. So let's do this together and support each other and yeah, validate yourself, validate all of your feelings and emotions. They're there for a reason. It's okay. You're not too sensitive. You're not too much. You're not too anything. It's just a feeling. Just Just feel it, Mm -hmm. experience it, move through it. Don't keep it stored in your body and then like let it go and don't get too attached to any of it. Even happiness, joy, it'll come back. (laughs) Let it come, flow through you. Sadness, flow, anger, flow, move through it. Here's some processes, move, move through it, talk through it whatever you need to do. Yeah. And if you have any tool that was really helpful for you in your journey on processing your own dense emotions or any emotions that come to you, like please, please share because you never know who needs to hear it and they can utilize it to make their own life, to have their in their own belt of, you know, repertoire of tools that they have. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for listening with us today and hope you found value in this. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Mel and Rimsha Her Story podcast. If you found value in our life experiences and shares, then please like, subscribe, and share this with your loved ones who may also benefit. Follow us on the socials at Mel and Rimsha. From our heart to yours, with love and gratitude, we will see you on the next episode.